0: welcome everyone we're about to begin by as sashem shalom bayis sheer number sixty three email address sha seven 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 at gmail dot com uh we discussed uh in the past how it's very important um that everyone should try to improve themselves when they see faults in their husband or in their wife to accept some of you know to accept it and to um see their good points and accept some of their habits that you may not be um happy with, but you should accept them as a totality of a person. Um, but we also talked about that each one on their own needs to improve themselves. So, for example, um, just giving a random example, uh, let's say the husband has this habit of, of throwing his laundry sock, uh, dirty laundry and his socks on the floor and not putting it on the hamper. He's been doing this for years and the wife is totally fed up with this, very annoyed about it, which is understandable. Um, So there's two approaches, and they're both true. You know, to the wife, mostly you would say, the husband is a wonderful person, does many, many wonderful things. Don't focus on the negative, or this is a bad habit, yes. But, you know, in the scheme of things, he's a good person, and take it in stride, and certain things you have to accept. That's what, you know, many would tell the wife, which is good advice. But when you're turning to the husband, you would tell the husband, I would tell the husband, you know, I know it's been years that you've been doing this, but pick up your dirty socks already. So you have to know the balance, you know, who you're talking to and how. And they're both true. The person, when you're looking at yourself, and you see there's flaws or things, even if it's been going on for years, you have to try to work on changing that, especially if your spouse is upset about it. But at the same time, there's certain things in the base personality that cannot change, or maybe doesn't need to change. It's but it's just differences that you just simply have to accept. I'm going to discuss now um, something. I'm going to read again from Rabbi Pliskin's book on marriage. Fascinating book. It's very important also to avoid unhealthy comparisons. Sometimes what happens is is a husband, um, you know, uses his mother, who maybe have managed the house in a beautiful, organized way and compares her to his wife who has less organizational skills and and the other way around too you could have a husband with a girl um the wife knows her father has stronger qualities in certain things where the husband is weaker in and she basically draws these comparisons that are very unhealthy so i want to read this i'm going to quote from rabzelik pliskin's book on marriage it's a wife talking, and this is what she's saying. A major cause of my stress was that I wished my husband was different. I compared him to my father who worked hard every day. He woke up every year, uh, her father, that is, woke up every morning early to learn Tyra and Davin and then utilized his time to maxim, at the maximum to provide for his family. I was one of the top students in my class, both in high school and in seminary. I envisioned myself marrying someone who was brilliant, who was a super masmid, who would have strong opinions about the proper outlook on major life issues, and would be able to um, take charge of raising the children. My husband, though, was very different from this picture I had imagined. He hadn't been that successful in yeshiva. He wasted much time and did not have strong opinions on most issues. He didn't have a clue on how to raise children. In addition to all this, he was sloppy unlike my father and brothers who, was, who were always needing clean. My general state of frustration caused me to be short-tempered with my husband and also with my children. My husband would do anything I asked him to do, but he didn't take the initiative to do things on his own. Why did I have to remind him of everything? Why couldn't he just figure out what needed, needs to be done by himself and just take care of it? And this wore me out. I finally spoke to someone about my situation and asked him for advice on how to cope. The person I turned to asked me a lot of questions to get a comprehensive picture of what my husband was like and my what my background was and what was important to me and what steps I had already taken to try to improve the situation. He then told me I was making a fundamental error. I was living with the disappointment that my husband was not the way I had hoped he would be. Instead, I should realize that my task in life was to handle my actual situation in the best way possible. My husband was very kind and tried to do what I suggested. I needed to learn to be patient and calm with him. Instead of speaking with ex, ex, you know, exasperation, I needed to calmly point out, step by step, what had to be taken care of. Old I had wanted to take a take-charge husband, I had to take the initiative and see what was needed to, get the, to set the pace. If I wasn't prepared to do this with a joyous attitude towards carrying out my life's tasks, I would eat myself up with frustration, endangering my health. Continually getting irritated and angry at my husband would be problematic for the entire family. The person I spoke to was sympathetic about my difficulty with giving up the vision of how I had wanted the things to happen, but the essence of accepting Hashem's will I had the option of choosing to carry it out with simcha, with joy. So the wife asked this question to this person, but how can I respect him when he is sloppy and he doesn't take initiative? And um, he responded that if you would automatically respect your husband, you wouldn't need the Rambam to tell you to do so. I was told, the very fact that the Rambam needs to tell a wife to respect her husband means it doesn't necessarily come naturally doesn't necessarily come automatically. You have you have a lot to respect. Your husband's especially kind. Your husband does have high values. Be patient and don't expect the messages you suggest to have immediate effect. But by repeating them in a way that your husband finds pleasant, you will have a positive influence on him. And you will accomplish more with your husband than you would with someone who would be perfect on his own. I left the meeting dedicated developing a calm attitude and giving suggestions and treating my husband with respect. This would be no different from my approach to making brachas or doing all the mitzvahs. This is the story that Rev. Zelik Priskin brings down, and again, it's an analogy about the wife not being happy with her husband because of her expectations. The reverse works the same exact way when the husband has these hasogas in his head of expectations, and he doesn't see that in his wife. He has to take the same attitude. Accept it with Troy, You bring out the best potential, you could coin to their capacity. You do it with joy, with a compassion, with clear, honest communication, and you will see that your husband and your wife has a lot more greater potential than you think they do, and they have a lot of mylas that you may not see on the surface that will come out once you take this approach. So this is one of the Yusaitis over here that Rabbi Zalik Priskin brings down in his book. Another thing, I'll just add a few more, more Nekudais, small Nekudais. He writes, that whenever husband and wife, when they do things to help each other, you have to know they are doing acts of chesed. They should have a tainug to do those mitzvahs. This is from the Alta Lentzobotka, I think he brings this down. And if you do this, you'll be besimcha. You'll look at it like a mitzvah, and it is a mitzvah, to do the chesed for your husband, to do a chesed for your wife. And um, another small nekuda I'll bring, I'll bring a couple of small nekudas now. You should view yourselves as one unit, and the more a couple views themselves as one, they will be sensitive to the needs and wishes of the other. Um, also, if you put a priority that working on your character traits is a tremendous mitzvah, you're walking in the ways of Hashem. So if when you're interacting with your, your husband or wife, it gives you unlimited opportunities to develop your midis in unprecedented ways. Your biggest shleimus and growth, again, initially it starts with sometimes frustration and friction, but when you work on it, it you become great. You actually become great and, and, inter- and forcing yourself, even if you're not in the mood of it, to interact in a mature way and to, re- or to react in a bakavadika way, despite the differences, that makes you grow tremendously. Another aside, which we've said before many, many times, that the mitzvah of a haftalaryacha kamaycha applies to the person you are married to just as much and even more so than it applies to everyone, ex, uh, everyone else. Your actions should give your husband or wife pleasure rather than pain. That's the yisayid. And when you view your spouse as yourself, a kamaycha, then your your your, your wife husband's needs and wants and feelings will just will be just as important to you as your own another aside be very careful not to be over on the isser of einas the varim words that cause pain and when you're careful not to use pain with your words you avoid many many machshulam that could, could cause distress and damage and then remember what it says in perkiyav's lefum tzara agra and as you, you prefer not to have this, tar, that's understandable. But everyone goes through these things where life is not exactly as you expect it to be. And if there's certain aspects in your spouse's personality or style or pattern that clashes with you, but that could work to your advantage in the sense that you could become a better person And you can overcome these obstacles and become greater. And the truth is, is your husband or wife that you're frustrated with, by doing this and doing it together, they can grow and become truly great. And their their, their good me this will come out this way. Have a wonderful day.